0: Hopefully it takes five years, but maybe five to ten years. Um, all hiring will be efficient, transparent, and, and equitable. And so uh, we're gonna we're not really gonna rest until we until we may help make that happen. You've scanned the headlines, read the articles, and liked the posts. Now listen to the experts themselves in the Future of Work podcast,
1: presented by allwork.space. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Future of Work podcast by allwork.space. I'm Ceci Amador de San Jose, and today I'm looking forward to chatting with Josh Brenner, CEO of Hired, an AI-driven marketplace about staffing challenges, how to hire underrepresented talent, and why companies need to revamp their onboarding processes. Josh, welcome.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Ceci. Uh,
1: We're really excited to have you here, and like we were chatting just um, a few minutes ago, I find that there's so much to talk about in the hiring industry, particularly right now. Uh, There's a lot going on about the great resignation, the skills gap, um, hiring remote workers, um, onboarding processes for remote workers and how they need to change. So I'm, I'm really excited about chatting with you. But before we dive into it, I want you to tell us a little bit about your background um, how you landed in the hiring industry, and what are some of the things that you're most passionate about uh, hiring? Uh,
0: I think I've joined the hiring um, industry and, and gotten into the space at, 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 at the perfect time. Um, my background is primarily in um, B2B software and, and really um, leveraging technology in different ways to help Companies uh, to help businesses be more successful. Um, I've uh, I've worked in a number of you know large Fortune 500 companies um, to help them from a product management perspective um, build out their their platforms, um, and then also created a few marketplaces um, and found that um, the the marketplace dynamics, um, especially as you look in, into the hiring space, um, present really unique opportunities to help. Both companies and and candidates in these cases um, sort of achieve their goals in, in different ways. So as soon as I found out about um, kind of the work that hired was doing um, before I joined, I knew it was I knew it was a place that I wanted to um, take the company to the next level. So it's it's been incredibly exciting and and obviously challenging with all of the changes that have gone over the past uh, eighteen months.
1: I I bet. So tell us a little bit about the work that hired does. Um, how is it different than traditional? Um, job searching platforms and sites?
0: So Hired is, um, like you had mentioned, an AI-driven hiring marketplace. Um, so we help companies build their teams by providing them with access to a pool of pre-vetted candidates. Um, we focus specifically on the tech vertical and, and we also we also um, have sales uh, the sales vertical as well as it relates to technology. Um, but uh, what we found is that Um, companies today have a couple different methodologies that they can use to hire. Um, you know, most companies use inbound, um, channels, uh, where you can actually, candidates can apply, uh, for a job. Um, but the challenge with that is, um, they end up getting, you know, High high intent candidates, so candidates that are looking for work, but not always the the highest quality or the or the the the, the relevancy to what they're looking for, and then on the other side, um, companies do outreach to candidates um, as if you know you think about sort of outbound marketing. Um, companies uh, use outbound recruiting. Uh, to to go find candidates that are that look that have the perfect profile for what they're looking for. Um, but the, the the majority of places that that you can do that, um, you get very low response rates. So you never really hear back from the candidates. Um, and so what we do is we actually um, provide a can, you know, access to a candidate pool for companies that are this, that have this combination of both quality and intent.
1: Awesome. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that part of your um, value proposition is that it's um, AI-driven, so sourcing is easier, and you sort of guarantee that um, companies will hear back from candidates. And Josh, I'm going to put you on the spot right here. Um, And I think that leveraging technology is amazing and definitely something that everyone wants to use to their advantage. But with hiring, there have been some reports that... AI simply confirms existing biases. Um, So it it makes it harder to hire underrepresented talent. uh, talent. And I know that's really important to hire. I know you're uh, getting ready to launch diversity goals. So I want to ask, how how do you ensure that the technology that you're using is not um, biased and that you're not falling into that kind of like endless a uh, vicious circle of kind of like confirming biases that already exist.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a great question and something that obviously um, our team takes very seriously and has been a big focus of our, you know, as we started to um, move more and more into the the diversity hiring space, if you will. Um, something that 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 our team that our team is, uh, is 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 sort of very very focused on. So um, first, I would say that. We train our um, our algorithms to to be fair. Um, we we try to use uh, as little information um, sort of about the the specific details that are within the job description. We find that a lot of companies, although there's been improvements um, in these areas over time, um, sometimes there's uh, uh, words and, and sentences that that can actually introduce bias um, and uh, in, into the job description. So we 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 actually try to just look at it in a very very data centric uh, way um, when we. Do our matching when we look at our when we look at our product uh functionality uh itself um one of the things that we found as as we started exploring getting into the diversity hiring space in in a in a broader way beyond our our bias reduction filters that we have um that we've already had um salary bias reduction filters where we actually send alerts to companies um if they're making um an offer to a similar type of profile at a different salary um, to avoid any kind of bias. Um, But we found that companies wanted more. Companies wanted to actually um, proactively be able to find underrepresented talent. um, And this is, since this is something that was so important to both our clients and also, our, you know, candidates that are that are underrepresented candidates that are looking for opportunities, um, we wanted to make sure that we were um, creating a solution with our diversity goals feature um, that focused on uh, first party data. So what, that, what I mean by that is that candidates are actually self-reporting their demographic data, and we're only surfacing up underrepresented talent within our product um, when it is self-reported. We find that a lot of other companies um, have have tried to get a lot of breath um, out there and and actually try to get a lot of coverage, but they use inference and AI to um, infer uh, gender, race, um, and that's something that we feel is uh, is is not really an, uh, an appropriate thing to do. Um, so so that that's an important part of our our fairness and our like we're making sure that there's no bias introduced into the process as well.
1: That's great, especially because I agree that companies are prioritizing diversity, equity, and inclusion right now. And I do think that remote work or the possibility of remote work opens up um, the talent pool a whole lot in the sense that it makes it easier for underrepresented talent to also find work and actually be successful um, at it. And this is like uh, for mothers, caregivers, um, people with disabilities that have otherwise... um, trouble getting to and from an office. So I I think that's great. Um, Going back to what you were saying, I find it really interesting when you said that there were some words um, in job descriptions that had some inherent bias in them. Can you um, explain a little bit more about that? I had never heard that and it's really uh, baffling because that's definitely, or I wanna think it's mostly subconscious bias that's coming across in job postings.
0: Yeah, it's hundred um, percent, you know, unconscious bias, right? And there are uh, a slew of companies that have come out with different trainings and and technologies to actually help companies combat this unconscious bias. One, you know, one of the things that we've done, which I mentioned before, um, is this uh, this bias reduction filter that companies can turn on to actually blur the names and the faces um, and other information that that. May be um, that they may sort of have bias associated with them um, out of their uh, usage of the hired platform. Um, the the job description thing um, is is really interesting, um, and it's and it's and it's something that you wouldn't actually you know you may not you may not expect it. Um, Harvard actually did a study um that 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 showed that uh, job ads that had stereotypical masculine words like dominant and competitive were actually discouraging women from applying right this is just one example but there are a lot of different um you know word choices that that are that are used by companies that may sound really strong and really um great as part of the job description but may be causing for various reasons different different um you know, people with different backgrounds, um, underrepresented candidates from feeling like that they won't have a chance of, of being successful in, during the interview process. And so it actually avoids them, them taking that step to, to apply or to try and engage in the conversation.
1: Well and that just creates this like ongoing circle of hiring kind of like the same people. And it's not necessarily because companies aren't interested in hiring um, underrepresented talent, but if these things are popping up and discouraging people then it just seems like uh, we we need help <laughs> everyone needs help apparently in in that area and I, so you were talking about your um diversity kind of like filter um and beyond uh, um doing things like that and being more conscious about work choice and truly being very careful with job descriptions and all of that. What are some other strategies that companies can implement to attract underrepresented talent to their companies?
0: Sure. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of things that we help, uh, work with our clients to, um, to put in place for them. The first one, um, I would say is a big one right now for multiple reasons, but, um, offering remote flexibility, I think you, you alluded to it a little bit in, in, in some of your commentary, um, is, is huge for, 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 you know, increasing diversity and and bringing in a, a, a more underrepresented group of employees, um, for, for a couple different reasons. Um, first of all, well, you know, at this point, point, ninety-three percent of hired um, in the, the candidates that we have on the platform are open to remote um, in some in some capacity. And what we found is that actually the the, the candidates that are open to remote skew higher um, in underrepresented groups. Um, and we found that as companies um, open up their searches to remote, they are able to bring in more underrepresented talent, which is obviously really important to them. Um, you know, you think about sort of not, that not everyone is able to afford or wants to live in a big city hub. Um, and so as you start to open up the, the geographic uh, constraints, you start to open, open up the, the, the opportunities to a broader set of uh, potential employees. Um, you think about, you, you mentioned a little bit about, you know, um, working mothers or uh, people with, with disabilities. Some people can't physically come into an office. Um, an office may have uh, physical, you know, hurdles like stairs and no ele- elevator. Or, um, also just, you know, with with working moms and and the, the working around the schedule um for for coming in for an in-person interview maybe may be challenging so the the remote flexibility is is um is, is a key one also around something that we do a lot of is is um, partnering with diverse organizations and helping our clients um get involved with these um these uh, diverse organizations that that have you know that that try to put on a pedestal, if you will, um, different groups of, of underrepresented talent. We work, you know, for example, hired. We work with a lot of them, um, but in particular, two that we're really excited about right now and have had really strong partnerships with are um, one is one called Blacks and Technology and another one called techaria They're really just focused on on setting up the candidates from that underrepresented you know group uh, with the best opportunities. And, and, and so we, you know, we make sure that we're always bringing those type of candidates onto the platform and also helping our clients get involved in, in different in different types of events with them specifically with these types of organizations but just in general um are really really important something that we're seeing a lot of of excitement behind right now um different you know specifically like career fairs um coding challenges that employers can put out there and 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 allow a wider pool of candidates to start showing off their skills we recently had a uh, a candidate focused quarterly summit where we actually talked about salary um this you know disparity um and and helping arm candidates to to really understand what they're worth. And so you know companies really like partnering with us in those type of events so that so that they can actually kind of appeal to a broader, a broader audience, just broadening your broadening your tool set. Um, especially now in such a such a competitive um, market that we're in, you know, we we talked, we we started the call talking a little bit about how it's in such an interesting time to be in, um, you know, in this industry, right? And so, you know, I, I like to, I like to kind of say that we're in this perfect storm. You know, we ended 2020, um, there was still a lot of uncertainty, but things were starting to open up a little bit. And 2021 hit, and there was just this pent up demand for tech talent and companies were realizing they needed to just keep moving um if they were going to stay competitive and keep investing in their digital transformations and then you know we 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 see that sort of pent up demand um in conjunction with the great resignation right where yeah. uh where candidates are actually or or you know employees and and people are starting to, you know, use the time during COVID, um, to reflect a lot on what they're looking for in a job, what they expect out of a company. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the short summary is that companies need to make sure that they're armed with the right tools in their hiring toolkit. Um, and there are a number of specific, you know, when you're looking specifically for underrepresented, uh, Talent. There are a couple of different tools that I think you know companies should be looking at. Hired is one of them. Um, you know, with our new diversity goals feature, uh, we're focused on um, you know more uh, mid-level, mid to senior-level engineers. Um, there's another company that that we that we um, are really. Think think does a great job called Canvas, um, which is really a complementary platform to Hired uh, that focuses on candidates that are more early in their career, um, you know. And so uh, we think the the combination of those two platforms really allows you to um, kind of get your your pick of uh, candidates. Um, underrepresented candidates from from different sort of uh, career, you know, parts of their career.
1: Awesome. And there are a couple of things that I want to address here. One, you mentioned that 93% of um, candidates in the Hired platform um, are open to remote work and that that number skews higher for underrepresented talent. Have you seen an increase in the amount of companies hiring underrepresented talent since the start of the pandemic and as they embraced remote work?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it has become um, it has become the number one thing that our clients ask us about. Um, and it's uh, not only, you know, I think in the beginning, um, you know, over over last summer when there were when there were all these social injustice issues and and sort of uh, that shine the light, I would say, further on on um, the the disparity in, in the workplace. And and uh, companies have um you know, there was a concern, I think, that, that companies were only going to be kind of this is going to be a lip service um, and that this would this would kind of just be something that gets talked about and not act, not act, acted on. Um, we've seen that could be completely the opposite of reality, um, where companies are taking it very seriously um, in, you know, I know part of part of what we want to talk about is the onboarding uh, process. But, you know, all the way from kind of sourcing to onboarding and 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 being able to retain employees as well. Um, diversity and inclusion has become the number one topic of interest across all of our companies, and, and they're actually walking the walk as well, which is really exciting for us to see.
1: That, that's yeah, I think that's extremely important walking the walk, um walking yeah. the talk more like it. Uh, and then the other thing that I found really interesting is some events where you're kind of helping underrepresented talent be more confident about themselves and what they want from a company and asking for their salaries. Do you believe that, um, or have you seen talent underrepresented talent become more confident when they're in in the interview process when it's time for them to kind of like lay out what they expect or what they want, or is that something that they still struggle with?
0: You know, I think it's um, it's definitely we're definitely seeing improvements in it. Um, you know, I think it's it's a combination of a couple things. I would say, um, you know, one there's just so much information available out there, right about um, about salaries, and um, there's a lot of different tools, including, you know, Hired has a, a salary calculators, it's calculator type uh, products that we put out for candidates so that they can really start to understand their worth as they're actually going through the onboarding process of signing up for Hired. Um, we give them visibility with the information that we have about their background, letting them know what, you know, our our, our product, our platform thinks that, that, that they could command in the market. Um, we, uh, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to how much research candidates are willing to to put in, and how much effort uh, candidates are willing to put in. Which is, you know, it it that'll change how they're, you know, how confident they are. The other thing, though, is that, um, you know, beyond salary, you know, salary is is one thing, and I think you know this great resignation is causing, um, sort of. Uh, employees to be in the more of the position of power, or candidates to be in the position of power, and so um, they can they can actually command um, higher salaries and 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 make sure that they're being paid more more fairly, the market rate, and not take um, opportunities or offers that they that they feel are not actually um, in line with 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 what's fair based on based on the market.
1: I agree. And I think that's why um, the service industry is particularly going through a, a sort of a crisis at the moment. Um, people are just not not willing to take um, low salaries, uh, even if it means that they're going to be out of the job. So I, I think it's definitely okay. a movement that's um, it, and another like that it's kind of like giving employees power um, and empowering them. To have more control over what they want, um, their careers and how they move forward.
0: In addition to just salaries and compensation, which is obviously one part of, you know, a, a rewards package, yeah. if you will. Um, there, there's this evolving expectations of, of what, uh, employees and candidates are looking for in their employers. Um, and so, you know, there's different types of benefits that matter more now that we're sort of on the, you know, in this, in this hybrid, you know, uh, remote first type environment, yeah. um whether it's home office stipend or childcare support, or they really only want to have an asynchronous type of work schedule. Um, and so we're seeing a lot of HR teams rethinking a lot of their corporate policies as well, benefit packages, um, and also that and and how that impacts like their messaging and job descriptions and and the perks that that actually matter to people in this in this climate.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And I think it was about time I feel like for too long of a time, perks and benefits packages were kind of like a one size fits all and everyone gets the same perks and benefits. And you can see why that was uh, the way it was, but it, it just doesn't really apply anymore. Like um, a single millennial worker will need different uh, perks and benefits than a working parent or someone that needs to take care of an elderly um, family member. So I, I think it's definitely important that companies start to personalize a little bit or at least give more choice kind of like have kind of like a robust package and say okay so you can have your pick within these options um and then going back to what companies need to be doing uh and you mentioned this already is the onboarding process and so onboarding processes had to change because the companies uh, the few that were hiring last year they had to do so remotely um, and that has um And as part of digital transformation efforts, um, it seems that the onboarding process is still not where it needs to be for a lot of companies, especially Mm -hmm. in a remote and hybrid setting. So what do you think companies need to do or how can the onboarding process be revamped or improved upon?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the key things that we've seen, especially in this remote world, is, you know, in in the previous uh, office-based cultures, um, you know, you'd see people coming in on that first day. They would maybe get this warm welcome, see all the smiling faces. And so, you know, what we uh work closely with our companies and and we try to do ourselves um is create a sense of community from day one and so you know we think that some important tips are uh, that HR people and and people people operations team should plan to send an orientation schedule and and, and overview of benefits um, ahead of time for for the the, the person to uh, to review. So they feel like when they before they start, they have a good plan in place for the, for starting to get in you know integrated and onboarded into the company. Um, and it also just it also just gives a sense of that the company is organized and takes um, the onboarding seriously. Um, you know, obviously IT, IT is responsible for making sure that they have all of their laptops, monitors, you know, all the, the equipment that's gonna set them up for success. Um, we also think that um companies should invest in in a welcome box. Um, you know, that one that something that we're we're constantly iterating on and getting feedback on with our own, our own, you know, onboarding is, you know, we want people to have swag, to be representing the company, even if they're not, you know, in, in the office, um, get a welcome email from their hiring manager and also newer, you know, other members across the team to send them warm welcomes. If you have, you know, if companies have an internal communication platform like Slack or something like that, um, to make sure that on their first day, um, they're getting a warm welcome from, from everyone across across the company um and then you know making sure that they you know once they get past that first uh day of understanding you know this is kind of how the company works at a high level making sure that the manager the hiring manager takes it down to the next level of granularity so that they that the person feels like okay I I'm, I know what I need to do to be set up for success here um and you know And we think that we think that those are some some key tips that have helped us and and helped a lot of our clients uh, start to start to be more successful um, with onboarding virtually.
1: Awesome. And Josh, we're about to run out of time here. So before we finish our conversation, I want to ask you, what are some of the trends or driving forces that you see will shape the hiring industry now up until like five years from now?
0: Sure. Um, You know, I think we're going to still see this this trend of. you know employees and and candidates uh, being in a position of of power in terms of choosing um, what what type of work style works for them um how do they how do they commu- want to communicate what type of what type of companies that they want to be involved in um, you know things like what type of social stances companies are taking are more and more important to, to, to candidates today. Um, you know, there's this skills gap, uh, obviously digital skills are, um, are very, very hot in in demand right now. We see no that not slowing down at all. We see that um, companies are 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 hungry for top tech talent and they're caring less and less about you know, if they're based in in one of the major tech hubs. um we're even seeing you know companies start to, you know go outside of countries and 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 uh, in in ways that, that they that they never really were before um so we're really excited about about that trend um and uh we think tra- you know transparency um is is a key one as well so uh you know hired our at hired our vision um is is pretty simple um and and I think it talks to sort of where we think things are going um we want to we want to uh to, to be in a world where all hiring um, is equitable, transparent, and efficient.
1: That's amazing. And Josh, if someone uh, wanted to uh, be a candidate in the hire platform or if a company wants to learn more about um, your product,
0: where can they find more information? Just go to hired.com, um, for candidates, both for candidates and companies, you can go in and, and set up your account, um, on your own. Uh, and, and the great thing about hired is that, uh, we not only have, uh, a self completely self-service platform, um, but we have, uh, people. That are, that are behind um, the scenes um, to help to help on both sides, both on the candidates to help them be more successful and companies to help them be more successful in, in their high, in achieving their hiring goals.
1: Amazing. Thank you again, Josh, for taking the time to chat with us today.
0: Thanks so much for having me. It was great chatting with you.
1: And thank you everyone for tuning in to the Future of Work podcast by Allwork.space. Remember that new episodes are released every Thursday and you can tune in on Allwork.space, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. If it's impacting the future of work, it's in the Future of Work podcast by allwork.space. Are you ready?